Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of EG Like Sunday Morning. Like a Sunday supplement magazine, but with fewer adverts for loose-fitting pants. Jess can't be with us this week. He's down by the lake eating gruffalo cake, I think. So you have me, Piers Wayner. But don't worry, this week I am joined by EG's very finest editor, Samantha McClary, and senior writer, Julia Cahill. Senior writer, that's like me. So does that does that just mean that you're old as well? But, yeah, ancient. <laughs> Doesn't look half as old as I do. No, Thank goodness no... it's a podcast, eh? not a webinar. <laughs> We're all the old ones, actually, aren't we? And we are actually. This is like a reunion. The old crew. Yeah. Reunited. I know, know, you know, Piers, you um, left us for a little while, but between us, we might have like almost 100 years of EG or something. Wow. That's that's frightening. It can't be. (laughs) Definitely over 50, isn't it? So what have I got? 2004 till now. 18. Is that 18 years? And more than that with their company. Yeah. So what's. Come on. Is that 36? And then what did you do, Piers? What was I? I was 2001 to 2007 and then freelance for a bit. Does freelance count? I was still yeah. sort of dipping in and yeah. dipping out. And <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, that's, a lot, that's a... it's a lot of experience, a lot of gossip over those years. I mean, people will be expecting a lot from this podcast. Now. They're like, <laughs> oh, they all know what they're talking about. We've been through cycles. We've been through cycles. <laughs> here comes the next yeah exactly I mean it 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 is beginning to feel like we're we're at that point in the cycle everybody sort of grips a little bit tighter and and um just get through it you you were particularly yeah you were particularly clenched and gloomy last week weren't you Sam with your your leader but this this week is it is it quite so gloomy um do you know what I've tried and I tried because I was on a call um with someone we've got um an ESG um summit coming up on the 30th on Wednesday um, and uh, uh, they were like, oh, Sam, I thought you were meant to lift up the industry and like give us give us some hope. And the last two editorials that I've read of yours are just <laughs> so depressing. So I took that to heart and I, tr- I tried. I tried hard this week to uplift. And I, I mean, it was it was difficult because there is quite a lot of gloom out there. there still, I mean, there is, isn't there? There's like we're, we're seeing. We're seeing price chips. We're seeing quarterlies and, and uh, first half reports are, are pretty horrific, aren't they? I mean, but then we've got on top of that the sort of almost existential gloom that that has also been in the mag, like the the, the great stuff on the on ESG content. But the context of that, you know, with COP twenty seven and Sharm El Sheikh, it's uh, it's depressing, isn't it? It is. I mean, you know, it's very unlikely we're gonna. Um keep global warming within 1.5 degrees isn't it I mean that is uh and the impact that that has is it's just scared just scary and you know actually what what number can we keep it within and yeah it's um it's eye-opening and it feels like it feels very separate to to our world but it is Mm. it isn't because of the massive impact that you know real estate has on all of that and that's part of the reason actually that we need um our sector to not get too not get too depressed um personally and financially because it's going to take investment to to fix yeah. um some of the issues that we that we have so i guess that's part of my reason for not trying to talk the market down too too much but trying to be as honest as we can because we you know we have had a lot of half yearly reports come out and while revenues look strong don't they because um, yeah. trading trading isn't too bad it's the it's the impact of all of the sort of unintended con- consequences I suppose valuations that are just wiping out profits and if you haven't got 
profits then how much can you invest in doing the the worthwhile things I suppose and that's what that what keeps me a little bit pessimistic and gloomy. Looking at the the ESG content in the mag this week that it, it's almost like a tour of all of the things that the industry now has to think of within that there's, there's there's a piece on biodiversity net gain there's a piece on embodied carbon there's a piece on health inequality there's a piece on emissions you know there's it's it's so much now isn't it and I think that can become you know in a buoyant market where everything's going well and, and you know you're feeling confident and strong and secure then then yes you've got the brain power and the bandwidth to to look at those things as as challenges that you want to grapple with but now i mean it, it feels that the danger is as you say getting getting I'm, overwhelmed I'm, and and then you went to scotland so in an in an already oh. for week you, you've also been to scotland and back and <laughs> yes which was i love scotland um it's my dream uh, retirement place because it's such a beautiful beautiful country and the people are amazing and I think they have there's such great opportunity isn't there in in Scotland mm. again you know it's it's suffering at the moment from un, the unintended consequences of people thinking that they're doing the right thing and when I say people I mean governments of course yeah. and po- yeah. politicians who think they're doing something for the people but because they don't actually understand the people uh, um, it doesn't kind of it doesn't work out that way so we um, we were in Edinburgh but we were talking about the whole of whole of the country and um the main topic of conversation was the impact of the the rent freeze um that government announced and uh, the experts in the room were saying well actually it, there shouldn't really be any impact because it's mm. in tenancy only um on average rents are up uh, go up by 0.9 percent during that period so it's not really going to have much of an impact and most people don't put their rents up in tenancy if they're going to yeah. do it yeah. they do it out of tenancy so what's the impact but just because um and you know there's a responsibility on us here as um uh as the media to make sure that we understand um and this is where trade media wins of course That's and we true. understand what it is that we're talking about because the you know sort of rhetoric that came out from um the Scottish government national papers is you can't you're not going to make any money out of um btr anymore you're not gonna make any money out of um student student accommodation um so immediately a handful of deals that were were ready to be signed the investors walked away because they thought well there'll be no return and there is still returns we had so it was a re- it was a really good conversation but out of it came the absolute need for our industry not to always focus on um the opportunity but be really realistic and say i yeah you know this is damaging and here's what it here's what it's done and um um to utilize that voice i certainly feel that that's a responsibility for us as well to utilize our voice on behalf of them to showcase what's really really happening was there much talk about the um the independence question because that had a had another moment in the it, sun this week it didn't did, it it did and it's um it's funny with those things because you always um say let's talk about this and they go oh no we're not allowed to be political <laughs> at all and then it always comes up of course and um look everyone on that panel that was um was probably not allowed to talk about it but did talk about it um wasn't in favor of independence again thought it just sends out the wrong me- it sends out the wrong message to international investors you know investors from south of the border that scotland's closed closed off to other people and yeah. that's certainly not the message that they want to put out and I, and you know given that it is my retirement plan 
I want to be exactly. able to go there. So that that was my main. So, so you were doing you were doing your bit to promote the union just so that you can retire there more easily. Yeah. 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 And and then you have um, you had the the EG Future Leaders Summit this week. We did. Um, uh, we did. So tell, on... tell, tell us about that because we we all follow the EG Future Leaders. But what's the what was the summit for people who so, don't know? So this was my attempt actually in the leader to go from gloom to glory. Um, and uh, you know, sort of the real, the realistic um, view of life at the moment is it's a bit tough, and it's going to be a bit tough, and we have to deal with it. But um, if you want to be hopeful of the future and of what's coming, then the Future Leaders Summit was the place to be on Thursday, because um, so yeah, the Future Leaders program we've been running for four years now 2019 we started five cohorts um and uh it used to be sort of an evening event where we had our amazing cohort go through their um public speaking training program and then deliver these really powerful 10 minute ted style talks no notes no nothing they just get up on stage in front of hundreds of people and talk about something so powerful powerfully that is brilliant but we thought, how do we amplify this so that more people get involved? And how can we share a little bit of what they learn with the wider industry? So we um, thought we'd turn it into a whole day summit. Um, so we had 11 uh, future leaders get up on stage at various points throughout the day and tell their stories. And they were they were amazing. And I don't want to give too much away because we will share the share the videos. But we talked about everything from, you know, sort of. Um, the fact that much of what the industry does around the S of ESG is social okay, not social good. And uh, actually, they need to buck up their ideas a bit and start doing social good, if not social brilliance. Um, and I know um, Julia will probably touch on that in a in a bit of some things that you can do around there. We had talks around um, inclusive design. And one of the um, speakers, mum utilises a, a wheelchair and she was talking about how you know, spaces just aren't designed for for people if um that you know might be wheelchair bound and that the the horrific um state of most disabled loos uh and you know how they are often used for storage which why why does that happen That's yeah. um um we able-bodied people use them um but because um people think that oh you know they're not used as much they're not cleaned as regularly as the quote-unquote normal lose so they it, you know all these little things it's like well we can make little changes can make um big differences so um yeah amazing amazing talks and then we with our training partners ginger helped the audience sort of go on the journey too that they would listen into these amazing talks find something in them that has sparked something within within themselves and then would help them take those ideas and turn them into something practical that we as an industry can do. So throughout the day, we're asking people to pledge um, to do something different. And we got more than 100 um, individual pledges from from people. And 
and towards the, towards the end of the day sort of wrapped that into into one thing which was um um see listen do as the sort of overriding theme and I'll quickly talk you through it because I think it's I'd love everyone who wasn't there as well and listens to this to sort of um, dial into it a little bit and think, actually, I could do that too, and I'll pledge to it. And we will uh, sort of uh, put uh, write it out in the coverage that we have on the 10th of December so people can um, uh, sign it off, agree with it, do some social around around it and say they um, pledge to see, listen, do as well. So we were talking about, you know, the sea being, um, see the world and the environment around you. What does it look like? What does it feel like? But not for you, for someone else. And then listen, you know, just sometimes you have to be quiet a little bit, she says, talking. Uh, um, and sometimes you just need to listen and you need to listen not just to what someone is saying, but what they're not saying. Uh, and then do, um, you know, what have you seen? What have you heard? And what What can you as an individual do? What can your business do? And what can we as a collective industry do to change change those things? And then the third point being, then just bloody do it. Like just do it. Um and um yeah, I think it's it was really, really good. Everyone sort of lent into that and there was a real, really positive vibe in the in the room. And the room was full of young people, leaders, um, such a mix from all different parts of the industry. Some people who weren't even in the industry but were interested in what it could do so it came along so it was uh it was the highlight of my week and really made me hopeful for the future of the industry I love it and uh yeah it's just the most wonderful thing and it's certainly done the trick hasn't it because I mean it really did turn you from from bloom to glory that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little bit weird and quote to you but maybe to the to the listeners at home um from your own leader <clears throat> this to me this is like a locker room pep talk i think at, at the, the beginning of a big match or, or is this maybe this is your um your henry v moment anyway you just have to use the gifts that you have the gifts that people who come into this industry have in spades you know how to talk to people and how to listen Many of you have amazing design skills. Some of you find innovative funding solutions. Some of you can create tools and rules that enable or maybe even force certain actions to be undertaken. You are builders. You are advisors, architects, thinkers, doers. You are planet savers and job creators. Now go forth and win the battle. <laughs> now, now just do. Just, I mean, that's that's it, isn't it? I mean, um, brilliant, obviously. What, what a wordsmith. But, um, <laughs> but it's it's true. Like this this industry yeah. is full of all of those people uh, and all of those skills and more yet that has this amazing opportunity, and we need to enable people to just do just do that. And you know enable some mistakes along the way maybe something maybe try something and it doesn't have the impact that you thought it would or not as much as you thought it would okay but you know you change one thing for one person it makes a makes a difference doesn't it yeah and that's a that's a brilliant point because the, I mean the the bit you, the next thing that you say is that is that the the industry can be saviors too and that's I mean that's a reference a direct reference to to your piece Julia that you wrote this week isn't it hmm. that um which I think is as a real example of of not just doing social okay but social good and social and better so this is this is about places for girls isn't it Can yeah this is about, about it's about safety for girls in the public realm um and if 
yeah, if you think um, for a moment that that will that sounds a bit worthy and not relevant to you, I would say stick stick with us because not only is, is there, there there's stuff in this that is just simply the right the right thing to be doing, but it, there is also definitely commercial value in this in delivering public realm where vulnerable vulnerable groups feel safer and happier to spend time because. You know, it's not rocket science. Everyone feels safer if you start to do this stuff. And there are benefits, knock on uh, benefits for property values. There are benefits to local shops. You know, if you if you make streetscapes feel safer and just more comfortable places to to be in. So there there really there really is sort of commercial value in, in doing this as well as it as it being the right thing. And so I think the the sort of the the starting point um, for me looking into this was um, a campaign launched by Publica um, mm. recently, and they're a public realm practice. And um, Ellie Cosgrave there um, has has basically got on board some some really great names, the London landed estates in London, as well as um, Alma Cantor, GPE, have all signed up to this campaign to basically engage with um, women and girls to help design public realm and see how they can deliver safer and more comfortable public realm um, for for groups that were marginalised really from from that sort of process. And this um, is this is so this is bringing the girls in themselves to to get the conversation yes. going to have their input into the process because exactly th- driving driving engagement really yeah. um, is the start of it and then um, so that that they're involved in the design process and and that yeah that safety is a consideration and um, you know we're not laying at real estate's door that they can. You know that that developers can solve you know all the ills in society. I think a lot of things get laid at the door of real estate, and you know you can't design out perpetrators of crime, but you can do a lot of things to make people feel happier and safer to use spaces. And that's so that's what this is this is really about. And so there was um there's this campaign launched by Publica, and and there's a, a huge overlap here with what the mayor wants to do in London and. Um, Ellie has written um, a, a document which you can now find on the on the GLA website, which is a really sort of practical piece of uh, sort of guidance really for anyone involved in development and delivering public realm on um, sort of how how to how to a- approach engagement with marginalised groups. And then um, in this week's issue um i've looked in uh, into more detail at, at an actual sort of case study of what what can be achieved and um this is about um a, a big regeneration in barking and dagenham which obviously has some some you know quite serious sort of crime um and, and violent crime issues um there's a um a regeneration going on of the gascoigne estate and one of the um architects involved in that is a swedish firm white architecture and they've been doing a lot of work in sweden and they've brought that over here and and it's a it's a engagement program really where they're um looking at how to get teenage girls engaged in the process finding out what they really need from the spaces in between buildings to so that they're happy to spend time there and their sort of starting point on it all um, was some research done by Stockholm University which found that um, 
recreational spaces sort of after the age of eight the kids that use them it's 80 percent boys and only 20 percent girls which is a really wow. kind of when you see it like that it's a uh, yeah that's quite shocking it? statistic yeah, yeah. and you, you might think well that's you know surely not here you know that's not the case but I think if you spend any time around uh, you know next time you're out and about or you know in in um a park or you know out with the kids out for a run and if if you just look around I, I found myself doing this and you do there is there is a real difference in how uh older children and teenagers use spaces and so they wanted to look at why that's happening and they used a theatre company there to sort of engage with um a group of teenage girls and they were able to sort of get their voices um, into a piece of theatre which was presented to politicians and planners and you know it's brilliantly Swedish approach to, to doing it um, but it, it it made um, sort of developers and planners sort of just yeah see things differently um, and they've they've been using that on projects in Sweden and they're seeing an impact now on values there and they're gathering data on that so that's something we should watch um and and yeah. go back to look at to sort of see see what's coming through from that but they were then able to adapt that program to the UK and that's what they're doing now and they've used it in Buckingham Dagenham where they've gone into um into the local secondary school and sat down with uh, a group of teenage girls and taught them through you know what they're their human rights are in terms of being listened to and feeling safe and um and explained the planning system to them and then done a you know big piece of work sort of getting their ideas for what they would like and the things that come through are the same exactly the same mm. in sweden as here and it's uh all sort of doable stuff these girls wanted spaces where they could meet together um face to face be protected from the weather um spaces where they you know that that offered them sort of intimacy but they could also would also not feel trapped in them and you know there are obviously really important sort of safety considerations around this as well um lighting obviously came into it it's sort of offering something not just for for teenage girls who were lacking sort of anywhere to meet and um hang out with friends but it's you know it's also delivering spaces that older people are happy to use sort of during the day and yeah. um you know so it's much it goes much broader yeah this is a tangible sort of scheme that uh, is, is being delivered and white architecture plans to go back um in a couple of years time this is all under construction as right. well at the moment but they and plan to go back working. and talk to these girls and um about what's working what's not and you know what's what's sort of what they can take away from it that's great. I loved some of the little details as well that like um, reinstating the, the the chip shop or something like oh, it. Oh, yes. Because that was yeah. a safe haven. And that when you, yeah. come, you know, when you come in and you do a scheme, you probably don't think that, oh, the chip shop, that's probably a safe haven. People need that. You just think, well, that's yeah. in the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does kind of bring it home that that was somewhere yeah. that, yeah, they really genuinely missed because it was well lit you know and there 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 was no doubt sort of you know dodgy stuff drug dealing or what have you going on nearby but it they felt safe in this chip shop because it was open late it was well lit and you know there were people and there had chips business. in it yeah, yeah, chips. And, and, so yeah. who doesn't like chips? The drawer, who doesn't like but yeah so they so when it comes to the sort of the um the streetscape 
you know that they're, they're obviously having active frontage is is coming into the design that they're hoping to sort of to deliver in in its place um and yeah things like having front doors and windows of residential onto streets where these girls are sort of walking to and from school you know that came up because mm. you know you need places that sort of feel overlooked just to make that journey to and from school yes. feel happier and safer um, so. and, this, and this just doesn't just, as you said, you know, this doesn't just make a, a better space, better place for for teenage girls. I mean, this is just improving spaces. Yes. Having that focus on the needs of, of that particular group has improved things for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a it all comes back to this idea of um, from that lots of people will be familiar with this U US urbanist and activist Jane Jacobs in the 60s. And yeah. and she said that, you know, that cities have the capability of providing something for everybody only because and only when they're created by everybody. And so it's really, yeah, it's pointing to that yeah. engagement that that we know works. It, it's it's challenging to deliver and to find ways of of doing it really well and then feeding it through and and coming back to what Sam was saying about you know allocating resources to it. But hopefully more and more players in in our market are sort of seeing the, the value of doing it. I mean it's great that they are now, isn't it? But it's 2022 and mm. how are we only just going, oh actually we should speak to everyone about oh. um designing places for for them we should look at who actually lives here and what they need and what they want and mm. what makes them happy and what makes them feel safe and you know you know we can't put everything at um this industry's um feet as you said um julia um you know we can't we can't make bad people good but we can make it much harder for bad people to do bad things with mm. the environments that we that we create by those having them overlooked having lighting having um you know places for people to go into if they you know mm. if they don't feel feel comfortable and that is in this industry's gift mm. um and it does need to see listen do <laughs> around yeah. the, around those things so i really hope that they see your piece they listen to this and then they do something about it yeah, yeah, and we'd love to hear hear examples of, of where people are doing this because I'm sure there are more out there and more getting underway. And and also to hear about the challenges because I think it does open up, you know, difficult conversations with with um, you know, policing and uh, as well, you know, this this isn't this isn't easy stuff to do, but it's needs to happen. Do you know what needs to happen now? Do you know what we need to do? Coffee. Um. <laughs> coffee would be great. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make them. I'll, I'll bring them over. Uh, but before that, before you've earned a coffee, quiz. We've got a little quiz. Oh, we'll okay. You ready? No. So, uh, well, okay. But I mean, the first one's about <laughs> chips. As okay. we said, everyone loves chips. Nobody loves these chips. Great. Sam, I've, I've decided, um, obviously, Jess loves it when I come on in his stead because I try to bust the format and do things differently and then he comes back the next week and immediately reverses that it's a it's a bit like the, I'm, I'm the sort of the Liz Truss administration of eg like Sunday morning um I am in fact a lettuce so I've decided that the quiz this week instead of being head to head let's ask the boss editor Sam McClary in the hot seat so you've got six questions will you be able to get six out of six? First question who chipped the price of Deutsche Bank's London Wall HQ this week in the latest example of the winding gap between what sellers want and what buyers are prepared to pay? So this was the purchaser of Winchester House, which is yes. the old Deutsche 
HQ, so which they've been trying to buy for quite a long time, I think, which is, an, you know, another example of um, how the market's behaving right now. So this was um, a private investor called Castle Forge that is, um, yeah, has been under offer or in talks, sorry, to buy Winchester House since summer, I think, and is now... Um, yeah, chipped another. I think it was twenty. Was it twenty million? Yeah, well, it's, it's like price. forty in total since it was it, it first went out there. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. Twenty million's the latest one. Uh, ouch. Yeah. Um, it's not the only example of that. There are no, uh, no plenty more that have, have been happening, and and some um, belief that prices are going to get chipped by up to forty percent, which is ouchy. Okay, second question. Partners Group is looking for a JV partner, appropriately enough to experiment in which growth sector? Um, so this is the sector that everybody loves, isn't it, right now? It is, yeah. That isn't BTR. <laughs> it's um, the other one. It's the other one. It's, it's life, sci- life sciences, which interestingly as well this week, um, Piers, and I know you will have seen this because you're up early every morning <laughs> uh, looking through the wires, but, um, you know, we've seen this growth in investment in life sciences property but there was a launch, an IPO this week of someone who's trying to invest in more life sciences businesses. So while that is, um, you know, not a, not a property story right now, it's mm. going to become a property story, isn't it? As growth in business yeah. means more space needed. So, um, yeah, it's a sector that is growing and growing and growing. Like some horrific experiment in a lab. Bacteria Just, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you and I are both dog owners, so so we understand the appeal of a wet lab. Oh, terrible so joke. Bad. Did, uh, have you opened a Christmas cracker a bit early and got that? I think I'm writing them. This is this is my, my freelance side hustle. I'm just writing Christmas cracker jokes. <laughs> uh, it's like, I'm a dad. I'm a lab dad jokes. OK, question three. Um, so you've got two for two. Great stuff. Um, Hunt blanks investment zone policy. Isn't that the headline? <laughs> Is it uh is it kills? It's something like that, isn't it? It wasn't. It was it was in little sneaky quote marks oh, as well. Hunt. Is it something to do, do with hunting? Refocuses. Unhe- but you're absolutely uh, right. It was it was code for utterly scraps and uses yeah. the name for a completely different initiative. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, they were. I mean, they're just a uh, sort of redesign of initiative anyway, aren't they? No, there's no yeah. original ideas in in government as far as I can see. So. So question four, blank and blank, the traditional way to raise money in an office building, while useful, are not enough. Um, oh, the blankety blank checkbook? No, it's, it's, oh, it could it's also good, be that. but it's not um, right. Sorry, blank and blank, are, while useful, are not enough. Oh, I know this. This is from one of the comments in the ESG it section. Is, yeah. And it is, um, I'll get it wrong, but... Um, Bake sales and something else, raffles or something like that. Oh, all the, good. Yeah. Like all the all the like stupid things that we do in our offices to raise fifty p for a bloody, um, not a bloody, sorry, for a really good charity. But they're not enough. We can do more than that. It's as right, we as we sales, talked about. Bake sales and coffee mornings, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. You always have so. a raffle at a coffee morning. Always. Last raffle I went to was a meat raffle, and it was brilliant. Oh, nice. I'm, what I'm did you? What meat then. did you get? I didn't win anything. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm not even a not, not, a, not a sausage love <laughs> <laughs> didn't win a sausage right question five 
which walking work of art was getting his guns out in an arm wrestle with tattoo artist Joao Boscu? I know. Did this, I say that I... right? Ja- jo- Joao, Joao Boscu. I'm terrible at Portuguese pronunciation. So he is his own sort of um, tattooist. Um, the name that you said that I'm not even going to tr- um, try. <laughs> um, but this is the the much inked David Partridge. Yes. Um, and it was a really great initiative, actually, for, for Land Aid um, to raise money for, for Land Aid, you know, trying to end youth homelessness. And brilliant. Bake sales and coffee mornings are not enough, but Getting tattoos, tattoos might yeah. just be. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the artwork, I don't know if um, people have seen it, but they should dig it out if they can. Um, that's being showcased as part of that uh, initiative. It's really beautiful. Yeah, there's, Very a, there's skilled. a link in the diary page of this week's mag, isn't there? There is. You can find it in there. And finally, God, doing OK, I can't believe this. Yeah, it's, I think, I, it's I think really, it should just really be really me. Um, going this is what forward. we should do each week. Yeah. 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 Samantha, prove yourself. Um, so final question. Which comeback kid was this week attempting to put the fluence on MPs? Uh, oh, yes, this is... Um, uh, Columbia's favourite um, MP, <laughs> I believe, Mr. Michael Gove. It is Mr. Michael Gove. Yeah, it's. I mean, he he's some of those hand gestures are just bizarre. I mean, you can't see this uh, listening at home, but but at one point he counts like this: one, two, <laughs> three. I mean, it's just just the the finger that you don't really want to show to people repeatedly being thrust at his interrogators. Um, but then if you if you watch the the footage, you can speed it up and just look at it on the sort of the shuttle thing. And he, he genuinely looks like he's doing a hand drive. It's amazing. Um, who knew he had so many talents? Who, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Does he? We'll find out. I'm sure. We'll find out. Yes. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, Sam, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, six solo six. Yeah, that feels amazing. like my best, best performance ever. I think it, maybe it's because I've been inspired by the future leaders and, you know, wanting to do more. And we go from gloom to glory. That was, that was the glory. That was the glory. And that's it for this week. So tune in next week when you'll be back in the effortlessly capable and curiously well manicured hands of Jess Harold. Until then, it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. And goodbye from me. Bye.